Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing another cryptocurrency podcast. Uh, today's episode brought to us by CoinCH Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. CoinCH Club makes purchasing easy, safe, and the overall process more efficient while costing less. I also want to give a shout out to CryptoSpace. CryptoSpace is a cryptocurrency lounge in San Pedro, California right now, looking to make more locations coming soon. And also Blockchain Beach, who has sponsored and put us up in our you know, with a place to stay while we're out here for the Crypto Invest Summit in Los Angeles. So market update, market's flat, not a lot going on. So I'm just going to skip the market update. I want to go into some crypto news and just give you an overview of, of the main things we saw from the conference. So the biggest thing I saw was there's great things that are being built right now on blockchain, utilizing cryptocurrency. Day one, we saw Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple, excited about technology that's being built. He said Apple was successful because they built a platform that's easy for people to use. I mean, let's face it, there were other companies that could mirror or had the same technology, or in some cases, better technology than they had. How did they become a trillion dollar company? They built a platform and ecosystem that made it easy for people to use. And that's what he says needs to happen with blockchain and cryptocurrency to move towards, towards mainstream adoption. But you definitely want, you know, you listen to this podcast, that's step one. You want to learn as much as you can and stay in the know of what's going on in space. Most people, all they know about cryptocurrency is it crashed this year. It went down in price. And yes, while that's true, billions of dollars have been pumped into the infrastructure. So, uh, you know, that's really what Wozniak had to say. He also said, don't use cryptocurrency or blockchain tech if it's not needed. So if it doesn't solve a real problem, putting it on the blockchain or utilizing cryptocurrency, then don't use it, right? Don't, don't hinder or, or bog down any blockchain, no matter what blockchain you build on. If there's no use for it, if it doesn't solve a problem, but there's a lot of real world problems that were there. And that goes in. So day two, the headlight, the highlight of day two was Tim Draper, a billionaire venture capitalist who's very pro crypto, invested in a lot of different startups, a lot of companies, talked about crypto and how it can, it will eventually replace fiat currency. Now he calls fiat currency political currency because that's what it is. The paper dollar has no value. It is backed by debt and is backed by quote unquote trust in, in the government. It hasn't been backed by gold since the 70s when Nixon took us off of the gold standard. So he threw out some wild predictions. He said he still stands by his prediction. He said he doesn't know what Bitcoin is going to be in six months, 12 months, but he feels confident and sticking by the fact that by 2022, which is only, let's face it, less than four years, right around three years away, he predicts Bitcoin would be around $250,000 per Bitcoin. And he says he gets a lot of slack. So he brought the point. A lot of people say, well, isn't Bitcoin volatile? And it is volatile, right? In the short term. But you look over the long term and it's got the steady, stable rise. December was just a, an anomaly. Other than that, the overall trend is still up. But one Bitcoin is still worth one Bitcoin. Fiat currencies are rapidly losing their value to Bitcoin as fiat goes away. So as you see Bitcoin price goes up, the, the, the buying power of the U.S. dollar, I mean, let's face it, before cryptocurrencies, we've seen the buying power of the U.S. dollar diminish over time. You know, years ago, you used to be able to get a loaf of bread for less than a dollar. And now you're talking two to three bucks just for a loaf of bread. Why is that? You know, why are groceries used to be able to fill up the cart for $25 and now $150, you walk out feeling like you haven't hardly bought anything. So that is what's going on right now. That's what Tim Draper was talking about. And a lot of great info around uh, around the cryptocurrency space. All right. So old money is going to be spreading fear is what he said. So if you look at some of the mainstream media, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of mainstream media that's going to be spreading a lot of fear, you know, basically because fiat currencies are losing their value 
And all we have to do is make it easier for people to use and people to adopt without even realizing it. And that's the main purpose of this podcast, the main purpose of my book that's on Amazon is to focus on education, at least learn what's going on. If you learn everything and you're not interested, that's all on you. But at least you know what you're looking at and you're not, you know, staying away because of fear, doubt or uncertainty. Uh, so uh, next up, looking at so other things in the news. So Tom Lee, who is not at the conference th this time, who will be at World CryptoCon in Vegas next week. But he, he was in the news this week talking about, again, he's still standing by his prediction. Bitcoin could end 2018 at $22,000. Uh, you know, he, he he predicts the end of the, the cryptocurrency bear market. And this was in an interview with a media blog, Crypto Tips. He's known for his bullish stance on Bitcoin, but he highlighted 200-day moving average price trend as a key factor in determining its future performance. So, you know, he, he's looking at this is what's going to happen. And and really think really still feels, even though after everything that's happened and we're about to touch into November, he still feels that this could happen. Uh, there's also some rumors the chances of an SEC Bitcoin ETF approval were high after a Van Eck meeting. So the SEC had a meeting with Van Eck to ask some questions, answer some questions. And so some rumors came out earlier in the week about an from an unconfirmed source suggested that the approval confidence for a Bitcoin exchange traded fund or ETF was extremely high. Uh, the anonymous source also mentioned that their sources at the CBOE had a series of conversations related to recent meetings held between SEC Commissioner Elad Roseman and Bitcoin ETF applicant Van Eck, Solid X, which happened back on October 9th, but the news is just leaking out. Uh, also in the news, so Japan's primary financial regulator has formally granted the cryptocurrency industry with a self-regulatory status by allowing an industry body to police domestic exchanges. So the Financial Service Agency approved the Japan Virtual Currency Exchange Association. It's gonna be comprised of 16 licensed cryptocurrency exchanges and it's going to become a certified fund settlement business association. So this is great. This is the type of regulation you need. Self-regulation is key. And having all those exchanges into that gives some level of decentralization as far as, uh, you know, they, they don't want to hinder the tech. They don't want to hinder the adoption, but they want to make sure people are protected. And that's, that's where we're going. So also this week, we saw Coinbase release a new stable coin, the USDC. And remember when I say stable coin, I say it with quotation marks because it's pegged to the U.S. dollar, which is not stable. So uh, just, just another trading option. It's interesting to see. I, it can solve some real problems right now while fiat currency is still being used by the masses because it's easier to move a digital currency than to move physical dollars. Now, when, you know, what you don't see behind the scenes whenever you make a transfer from one bank to another, there's a whole lot that goes on behind the scenes. When you do it with cryptocurrency, it's instant, it's quick, it's almost transactionless, uh, almost uh, fee-less, should I say, and uh, it just really solves the problem. So that's going on there. Let's take a look next up in the news. So Dex Freight. Now Dex, Dex Freight is a blockchain startup building a freight transportation platform using rootstock. It successfully facilitated a shipment of frozen food between Medley and Sunrise, Florida, using smart contracts on uh, you know, on the Bitcoin blockchain. And it's kind of interesting because most people are utilizing smart contracts on their Ethereum blockchains or other blockchains. Uh, but this is, you know, early, early stages, but just being able to track those shipments, keep, keep in mind, this is going to solve a lot of problems and, and think about produce, right? You hear, we heard recalls this week where Whole Foods, Kroger, and a bunch of other retailers and Walmart even had recalls on certain foods because, when, when there's a recall on a food, they just recall the whole thing, right? They don't know where it went. Blockchain technology and attract those batch shipments. So they'll know what stores got what product. And a recall may be centered, maybe just focused in on one 
one retailer, one, one location of a retailer, one, or, or maybe say it's a handful, like five Walmart star stores, instead of 2000 plus stores across the chain, having to waste food and throw away just because, because of a recall. All right. So lighter touch on the news uh, this week, billionaire Elon Musk, who's the CEO of, uh, of Tesla and also the boring company. I had his Twitter account frozen temporarily, had a temporary ban thinking he was hacked because someone, one of his, uh, one of his followers was complaining about having to do two factor authentication on his website. And his response was want to buy a Bitcoin with a question mark and then an anime character that had the Bitcoin logo on her. Uh, so people thought he was hacked again. So his account was frozen. Uh, only temporary. He's back up and running. So also, also in the news, Mark Cuban's back to ICO. Unicoin has received its esports crypto betting license. So not to go too much into that, but it's just basically a betting license where you can bet on esports and games. And also the state of infamous Wu-Tang Clan rapper, Old Dirty Bastard, ODB, confirmed an ODB coin is going to launch December 1st. Uh, being, you know, the face of the, the launch is Old Dirty Bastard now. He's been dead for quite a while. His son who goes by young dirty bastard uh, is, is the face and representing the platform uh, that, that it's going to be in a partnership with link media partners, a music A and R firm, and will be launched on the TAO network blockchain platform. So it forms a new range of so-called initial artist offerings by host platforms. So it's tokenizing the music industry. So we can joke about the coin, the ODB coin, but it's I'm curious to see how this project works out and if it, creates any real world use or is it just a media, you know, a media ploy and it doesn't really get much attention. Uh, if it serves a real world problem, we will see what happens. So uh, real quick on crypto education today, I just want to touch back on what we heard in the crypto invest summit this week. So trading and investing are two very different things. Now I've talked about different trading techniques, different trading platforms, different trading indicators just to help the beginner. But if you're not, if you're not intent on learning everything you can, just, just diving in head first, but you're interested in cryptocurrency, don't become a day trader. Just, just be a buy and hold. Now, you can buy and hold and dollar cost average. If you learn how to read at least major trends, you can be a trend trader. Maybe not hop on every day, but on the major trends, you can, you can, you know, you can buy and sell and, and, and participate in buying high. I mean, selling high. <laughs> no, don't buy high. Selling high buying back lower, increasing your holdings. But if you, if you don't want to do that, just buy and hold and dollar cost average, right? So instead of putting, you know, a bunch in the cryptocurrency today, buy a little bit each week. How much can you spend a week? 20 bucks a week, 50 bucks a week, whatever it is. And you buy over time. I've got, I've got some friends that have been doing that over a year, year and a half. And when you look at that, those people are sitting pretty right now, regardless of the price they're buying every week. And when they do that, they're increasing their holdings and not really worried about a dip. It dips, they buy more. It goes up, they buy more. So it, it's really just, that's the best thing to do if you don't understand trading. You can really mess up in trading if you don't know what you're doing. You think a dip's coming, you sell off, and then it shoots up and you're sitting out and you missed out on the spike in the price. I've seen it happen. I've experienced on a few trades. Uh, but if you're going to trade, a couple things you need to understand, you've got to keep your emotions at bay. You can't get emotional. If you get into a trade and your heart starts racing or you're, you're, you're pumping like you're going to, you know, you're worried about what possibly losing everything you put in, then your position's too big. So start with your position sizing. If you want to learn day trading, start with small positions, right? If you lose a few dollars on a trade, it's not the end of the world, but you learn, right? So 
your position sizing is key. And as you learn and, and get your emotions in, under control, then you can scale up your position sizing if you're trading. Also have a plan, have an exit plan. Don't just say I'm gonna get in and get out, right? What is that looking at the charts, looking at what the indicators are telling you, what are you gonna scout from that trade? Are you gonna get 1%, 2%, 3%, half a percent even, right? Not just a plan to exit and profit, but what's your exit point if it goes the opposite way? If it starts going down, what are you gonna step out at half a percent down, 1% down? Have that plan and figure out what that is because then you realize what am I really losing, right? If something starts going up and my plan is, okay, I want to get out of this percent, but if not, I'm okay with, with, with a slight loss, then, and then that, that's where you set your stop, right? So, but you want to look at that. You don't want to jump in and do FOMO buying. FOMO buying is fear of missing out. That's what happened earlier in the week and last week with Ravencoin, right? Ravencoin is a cryptocurrency that was added to the Binance platform, the largest exchange in the world, right? So Ravencoin was added. It pumped, people saw it pump and they started buying in and you saw a big pump on the market where they basically went up over 425% over the last week and a half just because people were FOMO buying. Don't buy at the top. Someone asked me actually day before yesterday, hey, should I buy Ravencoin? I said, no, it, it's, it's pumped too hard. Wait for a correction. It will dip down. It's not going to dip all the way back down, but it will dip down and you can buy that dip. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. So don't FOMO buy and get educated on what you're doing. Always learn. Uh, always be trying to learn different strategies. And remember, when you are trading, technical analysis doesn't always work, right? It's just some indicators that give you an idea of where the market might go. So you, you've got to make sure that you got your emotions in check. You, you, you're, you're really paying attention to your position size. And, and if you get nervous in a trade, then you've put too much into that trade. Uh, but some things you can easily learn and, and, and you can look these up. I'll post about them on the Facebook page from no crypto to no crypto moving averages. So learn simple moving average and exponential moving average. So exponential moving average is used for day trading. And that shows you just the moving averages that could identify where a, a trend may bounce off of. So if, if, if Bitcoin is moving slightly above the, the exponential moving average and all of a sudden I see it dropping down towards you know, towards where it's getting closer to that exponent, that EMA or exponential moving average, then I may set a buy order right there because I know it may bounce off of there. So if I buy, you know, right at that moving average and it bounces up, then I can scalp a one, two, 3% trade. And, you know, simple moving averages are just for long-term trends. So if you're trend trading and you just, you don't want to buy and sell every day, but when, when those trends shift, you want to be able to get out of a position to be able to be in a position to buy back lower then really pay attention to that. You can use that for, uh, you know, for trend trading as well. Use the SMA or simple moving average. Uh, so we'll go more into detail of those. I've talked about some of those in the past, but it's really just some things I learned today, uh, this week at the Crypto Invest Summit, wanted to share with everybody. And uh, so that is it for our episode, everyone. I want to thank you for listening in and we'll catch you on the next episode.